0: At Hendricks Regional Health, patient experience is at the core of everything we do. That's why we proudly present Health Talks with HRH. Here's Melanie Cole. While your hips are strong and designed to support a fair amount of wear and tear, with age and use, damaged cartilage, muscles, and tendons can result in mild to severe pain. Hendricks orthopedic experts are highly skilled in diagnosing and treating a variety of hip injuries and concerns. My guest today is Dr. Brad Prather with Hendricks Regional Health. He's one of only a few surgeons in central Indiana performing the direct anterior hip replacement. Welcome to the show, Dr. Prather. Give us a little bit of a working anatomy of the hip, and what would be some red flags for someone to consider a hip replacement?
1: Well, thanks for having me. Um, the basics of uh, hip anatomy, it's, it's a ball and socket joint. It's a ball and socket joint akin to something in your car or in your house. Um, and when the hip goes bad, typically that ball and socket joint loses its ability to rotate freely, um, there's a loss of tolerance within the joint. So the typical patient who starts having hip pain, it, uh, it sometimes seems strange to them. It'll, it'll be pain that, that usually uh, appears kind of in the groin area, or they'll, they'll find perhaps they can't tie their shoes or put their socks on as easily. Um, it's 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 oftentimes not pain in your buttock or pain out to the side of your hip, but it's uh, a true hip arthritis um, in the form that you were describing, where the joint wears down usually has pain that, that uh, centers more around the groin itself.
0: So if somebody has this nagging hip pain, they come to see you, what's the first line of defense? What's the first thing you do for them?
1: Well, we, we try and maximize uh, conservative care. Um, hopefully their family physician or even themselves have taken the, the, the opportunity to, to utilize some over-the-counter kinds of medications or they've done some activity modification to try and um, uh, get along better. It, it, this is in the instance where they do have hip arthritis. If, if those things have been done, um, then we just try to make sure that they've been done to their maximum ability. Um, if not, then it's, it's a lengthy discussion usually
0: if they've done all of those things, then what does the discussion entail? How do you explain to them what hip replacement is going to be like and discuss the anterior hip replacement?
1: Sure. Um, I I start off by trying to allay some of their fears uh, because a lot of people, when they they approach a joint replacement, do have uh, a lot of misconceptions about what it takes to um, go through the joint replacement, uh, do the recovery, and get back to life. Um, so usually the, the first thing I try and do is assess, you know, what, what is their activity level? What are they trying to get back to? Um, and then we go into how the, the, the joint replacement can fit into that. So, um, you know, we describe the, the, the typical time for a hip replacement. You're in surgery, it's perhaps 45 minutes to an hour, uh, sometimes longer if it's a very muscular person. Um, the time duration in the hospital being um, perhaps a day, um, sometimes longer, if there's any uh, potential medical side effects that um, we need to uh, um, really monitor, and then describe, you know, what goes on with physical therapy. Um, some physicians that do anterior hip replacements don't really advocate for physical therapy, but I'm, I'm one that does, um, because I want to drive home the point that we're getting you back to life, um, and we want to do that as fast as we can safely. So, um When I discuss the hip replacement itself, I try to, you know, stay somewhat mechanical in it because the the hip joint really is a a mechanism um, that's simple to understand as a ball and socket joint. So we're going to return a freedom of motion in there by um, uh, uh, resurfacing that ball and socket.
0: So tell us about the replacement itself. What kind of material are you using? And is this something that lasts for many years or might it have to be redone?
1: Um, depending upon age, there, there's always a chance that it has to be redone. Um, we certainly, we certainly try and, um, tell the patients that if, if we do our job right, we're going to put that joint in a position where stresses are minimized. And the type of joint replacement that I use, um, this is 99% of the time, it's going to be a type of a ceramic, which is called oxinium, um, placed upon a, a, plastic bearing, Um, that joint replacement is good if put in the correct position for about 30 years. Um, This is normal stresses that are done to this isn't the person who comes in and says, I'm going to run the next mini marathon um, because that's the one where you're going to say, you're probably going to wear this out shorter. But if normal tolerances are are kept up, uh, about 30 years is acceptable. And, And certainly people have had joint replacements in for a lot longer than that, and it's not the technology of the implants placed today. So, thirty years from now, we may look back and see that these joints did last longer in the in the human body. so tell
0: us a little bit about the difference between the direct anterior hip replacement and the way they've been typically done, and what's the benefit for the patient in terms of recovery and trauma to the muscles surrounding the hip joint
1: mm-hmm. the The direct anterior hip replacement is something that it's actually been around for a long time um, It was never uh, utilized as much as it can be today for hip replacement because of the difficulty in performing it, the, the window in which we work is a window between muscles. The, the typical posterior hip replacement or lateral hip replacement were approaches to the hip that went through muscle or perhaps even through bone. So in those instances, if you're, if you're separating a muscle or perhaps even cutting it from the bone, there's a much greater length of time for healing you have to get that muscle to heal the bone. Then you can rehab it. Um, you, can't, uh, you can't immediately go um, with uh, sometimes full walking. You can't immediately go to uh, walking without a uh, assistive device. So when we approach the hip from an anterior perspective, which is what I do for almost all procedures, um, we're sliding basically in a plane between two muscles that have different nerves that come to them, and we come in and out of that plane without detaching anything. And when the, the the patient is done, if we've done our job right, they're basically going to complain about the worst soreness that they've ever experienced, experienced because of the stretch that occurs during the surgery, but not because of something being cut away from the hip.
0: That's absolutely amazing. So, tell us a little bit about when they can get back to their normal activities to walking, getting back to work. Is this something that you want them to do rather quickly, or do you want them to rest it up for a while
1: well i, I do believe that the there's a point to something healing quietly, but we certainly don't let them uh the rest on their um after the surgery um if things are right immediately afterwards, you're going to be standing and walking within hours of the surgery. Um, I indicated that uh, very frequently people will go home the the next day, sometimes the same day after surgery. So, you know, that's done because there's safety there, that the patient feels confident that they can be in their home. And the only way that you're going to do that is by um, having somebody up and walking. Uh, and, And typically, walking with a, a gait that is um, fairly normal um, afterwards. So if we can normalize their gait within hours of surgery, we can certainly return them to work within weeks of surgery. So my patients that have more sedentary jobs, office jobs, sitting jobs, even um, sometimes you know light standing jobs, I, I think that they can return to work within two to four weeks after surgery, which is uh, it's a much faster than um, the typical posterior hip replacement.
0: Can they then go off their anti-inflammatory meds that they were taking for their hip after this replacement?
1: Well, I I do use anti-inflammatory meds after the surgery, um, but as part of the post-operative pain regimen, can they go off of them is dependent upon what else is going wrong in the body. But a lot of people, we certainly um, seek to improve their medical condition by getting them away from medications.
0: In just the last minute, Dr. Prather, please give your best advice for people that are suffering from hip pain and maybe considering hip replacement surgery and why they should come to Hendricks Regional and see you.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that uh, most people, once they've got to that point where their their activity has decreased, their mobility has decreased, um, it's really where the, their heart's behind the, the need to see a physician at that point. Um, and... and when they come in that in that fashion, often, you know, our first visit is the visit we decide on surgery, which is not always the way I like it, but it happens that way because once that joint has gone bad, that feeling of pain that's there, that inability to move has gotten to such a degree um, that you're going to seek out a major surgery, um, that's when, you know, the, the conservative measures have probably failed and it's time to really have a serious discussion about it. When they come and see us here um you know, I, I think we, we do a good job of education um, with the patients in regards to what they need to know before and after surgery and, and really what to expect um, during it. So um, if I have, you know, one, one point to make is that it, it's a person who's, uh, who's lost the, the real desire or the, the ability to be active um, that, I, that when they come, I, I feel for them and, and we go straight forward with surgery.
0: Thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Prather. It's excellent information. You're listening to Health Talks with HRH, Hendricks Regional Health. For more information, you can go to Hendricks.org. That's Hendricks.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.